0: Episode was brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. And if you don't believe me, then, well, I don't know. What, you calling me a liar? All right, then I guess the only thing I can do is challenge logan Paul to a fist fight on YouTube. So go to WilliamMitchellAudio.com. My guest today is Robin Banks. Robin Banks is a 25 year old transgender female adult film actress and artist currently based in Ohio. She started her modeling presented as female after moving to Miami to transition. Robin says she has struggled to find her place in the world and her life has definitely had its ups and downs. While her view of life has been dark and grim at times, her experience with psychedelics have saved her life and changed her perspective. She has found a passion in art, including wire wrapping, painting, and writing. She is currently making grand plans for the future and working to better herself little by little, hoping to inspire others to be who they were destined to be. What's up, Robin?
1: Hey, how are you?
0: (laughs) I am fantastic. And that's actually not the worst I've ever done at reading someone's bio. So I'm not even going to get into it.
1: (laughs) It was A minus. You're good. You're good. Thank you.
0: That's very, very kind of you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome.
0: Oh, I want to do, want to say this though, because I'm turning over a new leaf and I'm going to see if I can make it five minutes without saying something political. So that's my goal. And we're going to talk about you right now and I'm not going to. Try to interject any of my politics. What I've been doing on the past <laughs> several episodes, but you know, it's it's okay. really hard not to be political in these times. So you know, it's not entirely. I
1: I like politics, so if you want to throw some sprinkles in there, go for it.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna lie to you. It's it's almost like a a reflex. I'm gonna just say something political at some point.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm the same. You're good.
0: <laughs> but hey, but let's talk. Let's talk about you. Um, and first of all, we were just talking about like uh, I mean, when I read your bio, we we're talking about you know, you moved to Miami. That's where like a lot of like your career now like got kicked off. And, uh, how old were you when you moved to Miami?
1: I was about, um, I want to say 22 going on 23. Yeah. So I moved there. Um, I was basically like, uh, I don't know. I transitioned a little weirder than most people. Right. So I was taking hormones for like a year before I ever presented because, you know, I didn't want to be like a cross-dresser, you know, like not to diss the cross-dressers, but you know what I mean? Um, Especially like in Ohio, like, oh my God. But um, yeah. So um, basically I just got bullied so bad here that I was just like, you know, screw this. Like I'm out, like I'm leaving. And yeah, I moved down there. Um, I kind of had like a sugar mama. So I had like an apartment that was paid for. That's and so cool. yeah, it was all right. It didn't work out, but it was all right. I, I love this episode. When
0: when people like, you literally already started ask, like, answering my my next question before I could even get to it. So I don't want to interrupt. I was just gonna say like, I love the synchronicity of that. Cause I was just oh, gonna no. say, like, you know, obviously Miami is a cool city. It's a fun city, you know? And I was going to ask you like, why you chose to move there. And so like, I guess, you know, it's just a, it was a better situation than Ohio, I suppose.
1: Oh, hundred percent. I'm like back in Ohio. So, I mean, it didn't work out, but, um, you know, new goal is to like leave and never return, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, what part of Ohio are you in? Um, I'm like, I don't want to give away like my location. Oh, well, I
0: mean, that's uh... no, big, no big deal. I was, <laughs> I was just curious. I don't, I've never been to Ohio. I don't know, I can name off the top of my head maybe three cities in Ohio. And I just, I was just curious, like. but What are
1: the cities that you I can know? name?
0: Uh, I can name Columbus. Okay. Uh, Capital. Uh, is Cincinnati in
1: Ohio? Okay. I, I've been there for some concerts.
0: Cincinnati. Uh, and the other one. Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> right. Huge apologies <laughs> to all my listeners in Ohio. I uh, know there's another uh, Okay. Cincinnati, Columbus, Toledo. Toledo is one of
1: them. All right, I, I that's three. That's Cleveland good enough because <laughs> I figured. But um, yeah, I'm like south of Cleveland, so oh, Cleveland. That would have been so easy if I had thought of that. <laughs> yeah, right. the smallest big city like ever.
0: But let's let's move away from the Ohio. I mean, we we can come back to that. And like, obviously, I do want to talk a little bit. Like you were saying, like. <laughs> When you were like uh when you're transitioning and you're getting bullied by a bunch of assholes in Ohio and you move to a much cooler, more fucking progressive place. Uh, right. And that's Miami, which is in Florida, which is problematic in its own way. Cause I mean, oh, you think know yeah. the governor of Florida is a giant piece of shit. Five yeah, he's minutes, like, that wasn't I don't think that was five minutes. I don't think I made it five minutes.
1: <laughs> you're good. I um, I hate that guy with a passion. I hope he would spontaneously combust if that were possible. <laughs> I uh, I was
0: like I was telling myself I was like we're gonna go five full minutes and then like that's a, for me that's a baby step but it's getting there of not getting talking shit about DeSantis but fuck that dude god what a monster yeah so, hey, man, um, fuck him let's not talk about him let's let's talk about you okay <laughs> and I I have to ask and
1: actually how long did you live in Miami uh I don't know. I wasn't really keeping track. Let's just say like eight months or so.
0: Okay. What's your uh what's your favorite thing about Miami? I have I have my own personal favorite things in that
1: city. I love that city. Ooh, um, okay, so I lived on South Beach, right? So well, I never really yeah. visited Mainland. <laughs> um, yeah, Lincoln Road is cool, you know, like all the shops, um, the I don't know, like the outdoor malls. Uh I met you know, you're nestled in a really weird place and it's full of a bunch of like rich, complete dickheads. But, um, you know, I've met some of the most amazing people that are still like a part of my life there. You know, the most open-minded, liberal, just like really good people. So honestly, the people, you know, it's a, it's a melting pot of people from all over the world, you know?
0: I, you know, actually... When you said that, it made me realize that I should have been more clear. When I say I love Miami, I love South Beach, <laughs> and I don't know that I have actually really fucked with much else of that city. Like, like that's only where I've been. I've just been like to that. Like, it's just that's like that. It's like a beautiful spot. That's where all the you know the, that's, a, that's where it's all happening. Where, you know, or what in my yeah, what I care about. Definitely you know, to, like uh, whatever you know. I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of other dope stuff in Miami. It's just that. Clearly, as someone that doesn't live there, like, why would I go visit the neighborhoods? You know, like, I'm just like, I'm here to kick it at the beach.
1: I went to like one, you know, inland spot. Um, uh, It was called like, I don't even know if this is the proper term. I don't know if it was just like a dis term, but it was a little Haiti. And it was scary. It was really scary there.
0: (laughs) Miami's got some gnarly spots. All big cities do. All the big sweeties yeah. get some, like, right. lots where you like, you get in there and you're like, man, am I going to get my ass kicked just
1: walking around here? Right, right, <laughs> yeah. I heard there's a, a, a spot called Liberty City, and someone was like, yeah, that's what Grand Theft Auto is named after. Like, you never want to go there. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. I, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> I love that game.
0: <laughs> right. But, you know, I, I didn't even, like, think to, like, really put this in, but, like... Uh, I honestly, I don't really uh, fully know like what what the process is and like, like obviously your process specifically, like when mm-hmm. you're like, all right, I began my transition in Ohio, but I moved to Miami because it was a better place. Like, like how much better did it get? Like how much like, and then also like.
1: No, totally. Gained. Totally. Um, Honestly, just being able to walk down the street and not, you know, being fearful, like, oh, someone flirts with you. Oh, they clock your voice. Are they going to murder me or not? You know, like, Ohio is full of... There's some few cool people in Ohio. Let's say we'll use the term sprinkled again. You know, they're sprinkled around. But majority of Ohio is full of arrogant, uh, MAGA, Bumpkin, country, hillbilly, you know, just like douchebags. And like, I know from experience, you know, I went to a high school that, um, hillbilly school, that's straight up what it is, you know, like, um, the black, uh, African American, uh, people in our school were segregated. Though they were in different grades, they were all in the same class. Well, that is every day. fucked up. That is, it was fucked com- up completely fucked up completely like and you're so much you're
0: like you're so much younger than me i mean this is like recent history this is like
1: this is like i'm I'm in my 30s yeah i graduated in like uh 2013 so yeah like this is recent and i mean it was obvious it's it's really it was really whack so you know all my friends were you know these country uh hillbilly types and as soon as um you know I essentially, I never had a coming out. I just did what I did because I don't think I'd need to explain myself to anyone. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. They never, never heard from them again. Uh, I know they like, um, one of, one of the other people in the group, you know, they came out as gay and I remember they flirted with someone while they were drinking and you know, one of the dudes like chased him into the woods for three hours was like trying to like actually murder him. Like that's the kind of people, you know, there are around yeah. here. It's it's scary.
0: You know, it's, that's interesting. Like just to hear about like, uh, other places in America. Cause you know, I, I actually, I wanted to, uh, make a, a small apology to some of my listeners about some of the things I've said about Tennessee, which is, you know, cause Nashville's here and and, and you know, I, like like you just said, like there's cool people sprinkled everywhere. I mean, it's not like we don't have like zones where like everyone's a maga <laughs> all of a sudden, you know. But right. But there is an issue with like a lot of uh, like Ku Klux Klan ass motherfuckers and uh, magas, oh, and, stuff. and they're you know they're heavily entrenched in Tennessee. But I think you know honestly, like, but like I'm lucky. I grew up here in Nashville. It's it's a lot more it's more m- metropolitan. It's more progressive. And, you know, I, I, right. I figure if you ever came here to visit, you'd be like, oh, you know, this is actually pretty tight. You know, it's I think, yeah, you, you'd be like, oh, yeah, like, I could, you know, it's definitely not the kind of place where you would walk down the street and be like fearful because of, you know, I was born in Tucson and same thing there. It's like a it's these like uh, little bastions of uh, progressiveness and, you know, colleges and intellectualism and shit, but surrounded by like some of the most fascist shit and
1: <laughs> right. It's, it's when you're not in a high concentrated area of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, um, you know, who are all in close proximity of sharing their views. Um, you become what you watch on TV, you know, you're, uh, if you're just out in the country and, you know, you're at your house and you sit in front of a box and whatever channels you're watching, that's kind of who you become. And from what I've seen and in my opinion.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, there's a lot of studies that uh, prove that, like uh, where I mean, even in certain instances where uh, where New York <clears throat> is a little bit more chill than even Los Angeles, because everyone walks the same streets. Everyone rides the same subway. You know, so right. like the very, very rich and the very, very poor are together, you know, and it creates a situation where people are just a lot more open minded and able to like accept people that aren't exactly like them. And I don't want to like shit all over people in <laughs> rural America because, you know, there's been times in my life where I thought, you know, I really would have liked to have just moved to a farm. I wanted to be a bee farmer.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Me, too. Did you Save want to be? Yeah. I was just like, you I know love what? them.
0: I yeah I, I love bees and I just thought like, oh, man, it'd be so cool to just be a beekeeper and like have my own land and just be just to have that that peacefulness of it.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, like in a lot of ways, it's like in these rural areas, you do have the people that like their only outlet for, the, you know, it's Fox News. They're just watching Fox News and they've got Bingo. no idea what the world is like or what people are like or, someone that has a different like skin tone than them or someone that, you know, a different sexuality or any of that, you know?
1: Totally. Totally. My, um, yeah. One of my, like, like my homie, right. Like my grandma, um, you know, she's like the nicest lady in the whole world. Right. Yeah. But once all this, you know, political madness, uh, started, um, she has always watched Fox news. Right. And, basically it just turned into it's so stressful to me because like she truly is like the nicest but you know when black lives matter was protesting and they broke a window you know in the city yeah. um she was like they should just shoot them all right oh my god. and it's just like oh my god and then i asked like oh so what do you think about the Capitol attack and it's just like oh i don't think they should have done that and it's just like come on like uh, yeah, you know yeah. like like <laughs> you know it's it's what you watch it's tough when it's
0: generational and and also yeah and, and I blame Fox News implicitly on so much of this it's it's not just that like because a lot of these people you know I you meet people and if if you don't get into it with with politics they might just seem like the chillest person and then mm-hmm. if you do get into it with them with just a little bit of like reality you realize like they're f- you know, their their media diet is Fox News, and it's it's not just propaganda, but it's propaganda that's, like, heavily uh, attached to the fascist uprising in America, which is a very real thing. And the people are, like, just now coming to be aware of it. Like, it's just, like, the 1930s when the fascists rose then, when, like, the Nazis and Benito Mussolini and, you know, all,
1: like all of them, you know? Totally. I really don't know how it's legal, uh, to be honest, you know? Uh, fucking republicans man (laughs) (laughs) well yeah yeah
0: Uh, man well i'm gonna go ahead and tell you that i did not turn over a new leaf and i went straight into politics with you. oh yeah
1: we dove into it but you know
0: what people don't want to just hear me babbling about my fucking politics they want to know about you and they want to hear your story and i want (laughs) to hear your story and that's why you're here and i've got to say like uh and I don't know how much you can share. I mean, you know, like obviously you said like you had a little uh, sugar mama in Miami and it didn't work out. And I don't know if you're willing to share like just maybe some stories like, you know, when you first touched down you in Miami, like, was it cool? Like at least to begin with.
1: Uh, You know, yeah, it was cool. So when I first got to Miami, I actually, well, I went to Florida at first. I was staying in Hollywood. So Hollywood is um, like the vacation spot that you go to. So like, you know, like I had breakfast at Trump Towers before Trump was a thing, you know, uh, oh, very shit. cheap meals, uh, delicious Bloody Marys. But uh, yeah, none of the employees spoke English. Um, so that was funny. But yeah, so I stayed there and I I didn't have that much money when I went down. You know, I had about like two grand. Right. Yeah. And food's expensive you know I was like waiting to get an apartment so I was just chilling and yeah I went on a date with some guy like so I could get free pizza and I had to like make out with him I mean I didn't have to but like I did because I was like oh well I got free pizza like sure that's payment like peace you know (laughs) yeah but then I felt disgusted with myself so then I didn't even eat the pizza you know like punish myself but um Learning experience, and then I headed to Miami, and you know I got a really cool apartment. Um, I started applying for some jobs. I furnished the place; it was really cute. Um, I my neighbor across the hall, she became like my most wise, like best friend ever. Um, her name's Chris, and you know she ran into me in the hallway and was like, um, you know, asked me like, "Hey, what are your pronouns?" Blah 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 blah, and I mean, I got to a point like our friendship is so tight that we would leave our apartment doors open. So like, you know, I'm just watching Netflix and she would walk in with like a dandelion tea and be like, "Here you go," and you know, walk out and we, we're great. You know, I talk to her all the time. So
0: very, very. Um, cool. She, I, I've had experiences like that with like uh, living situations where I'm like, you know, my door is always open." So that's it's it's a such a pleasure, man. Such a great thing to have it, like a, a friend like that that lives. That's like your neighbor. It's got to
1: be so great. Right. Like, you know, family forever at that point, you know. Um, after that, you know, I, I ended up uh, getting on like Grinder, right? Like the cursed app. And um, I became friends with, you know, one of my best friends to this day. And Ooh. why is, Gr- is Grinder cursed? Oh my gosh. I, you know, I just tweeted about this the other day. Oh um, shit! I, I, I follow you on Twitter, but I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry you follow me on Twitter. Um, But yeah, I was like, how come every guy on Grindr looks like they're from To Catch a Predator? (laughs) I mean, you get like the worst unsolicited nudes you've ever seen. It's just like a mound of flesh and hair and like... Yeah, damn. You know, weird comments. And it's just like, oh my God, like, you know, you're traumatized for like a few seconds and then you move on. But um, yeah, and we became really good friends and, you know, she kind of like helped me with my transition and showed me through the ropes. And I had like an instance where I like, you know, I said I, uh, I was on hormones for a year, so i would never become a crossdresser. Well, I ended up getting dressed up and, you know, I was wearing like designer clothes and whatever, and like this cute, like (laughs) pink wig. And you know, I went out and I was in an Uber, and like things were good. you know, obviously it's nerve-wracking. Well, it got to the point where like the Uber driver totally clocked me and was like, "So, you go into a drag show?" and it's just like, uh, I started sweating and ended up she had to pull over, like I threw up. I was so nervous, you know, like yeah, just in general. And I was just like, "Oh my God, like you know, like I'm ugly, like whatever." And um, after that, like after you throw up from horrible anxiety. Like you're kind of good. And then from that day forward, I was I was totally fine. You know, I got hair extensions and uh do a makeup and it turned out good. And one of my friends, that friend that um I was talking about, she was uh already in like the adult film industry. And she was like, Would you ever do it? And I was like, I mean, yeah, that's I've I've, you know, planned on that, you know, my whole life. Well, since high school. And she was like Cool. Well, I texted someone. They texted back. They said that you can uh, do a shoot, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And then, you know, it kind of started from there.
0: <clears throat> I do want to uh, circle back just a, a minute to Go when you were it. talking about like uh, in the Uber and like uh, having the horrible, horrible anxiety, and you know, like having to jump out to puke or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. The only reason I bring it up is because we are going to be talking about psychedelics on this episode, and okay. that is one of those. It's not with all all secondals, but there are certain ones where that that is the case. Where like you finally throw up, and then you're like, oh, okay." <laughs> I now I see, <laughs> like I Relief. see the truth. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're purging your negativity. You know.
0: I, I mean, well, shit. That was actually what I was going to get into next. Is I I assume that like uh, in Miami is where you first started modeling. Is that correct or?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was uh from that shoot. Um, you know, I was nervous at first and then once you get in the camera and, you know, like you just do different poses really quick and you do your thing and bada boom, bada bing, you're done and money's in your hand and you're on your way shopping, you know?
0: <laughs> Are, were they like cool people or was like, I mean, what is it like kind of clinical? Like, or is it very like, like party environment, uh, like chill people? Or is it just kind of like, everyone's just making money. Let's just
1: do that. or Like, I don't know. Um, Does that make so sense? i did just some... trying to like, catch the vibe. Oh, yeah, you're good. Um, I did some solos, right? That's how I started out. Yeah. And then I eventually did, you know, a shoot with someone. I'm I'm not going to mention names. If you want to be a detective, go for it. But, um, yeah, one of the girls, like, she was cool. But then she turned out to be, like, batshit crazy. And she, like, came over and tried to OD my apartment. And, like, you know, you just find out, like, people are... They're fucking crazy, you know? And yeah.
0: this has like a uh, wild eight months because like this is so much happening in, in this period of time.
1: Oh, you have no idea. Like, I, I hung out with like famous people, and like um, yeah, I don't know. One time I wore a jacket and the next day it sold for sixty thousand dollars. So, you know, I'm like so.
0: I mean, first of all i'm i mean i'm so i'm so i'm loving your story but i'm also like yeah, so yeah. insanely curious about some of these people but i know you can't dox people on this show and like you know so like you no, can't be yeah, like oh, and then so and so did this and then so and so did that and then i made sixty-five thousand dollars <laughs> off a jacket but at the same time it's like the curiosity is eating me alive but i will i, I will not press that
1: <laughs> well you know, being, I won't, yeah, obviously, I'm not going to like say the names. Like, I'm sure, yeah. like, there'd probably be like repercussions. Oh, for uh, sure, for but, sure. For um, sure. Um, I mean, one time, you know, just being like a nobody, like, my name got put on a list. You know, they called and was like, okay, put this name on the list. And, you know, we showed up and got to cut the whole line and like paparazzi's taking pictures of people and like, that felt really cool, right? You know, yeah. like being from Ohio, never experiencing anything cool ever, and then yeah. you know, I got to a party and like, did I know some of the like people? I guess did I? I talked to some models. You know, I didn't talk to anyone like famous, except like I don't know, but like me and Paris Hilton came face face to face once, and I just smiled at her, you know. But like, um, yeah, I, just, I think it's it was so cool, dope, like uh. <clears throat> Like, it's such a jump from, like, you're telling me about
0: this, like, this high school in Ohio where, like, uh, your friend came out as gay, flirted with someone, got chased through the woods by a fucking maniac. Because then that shit is considered uh, normal behavior, <laughs> like, and, you know, and, and then uh, jumping forward to, like, living in Miami <laughs> and going to, like, Miami nightclubs that have, like, lists, <laughs> you know, and, like, getting to jump in.
1: That one was actually at like a house on Star Island. So like, it was cool. There was like some famous artwork there, you know, like it was cool. It was cool. But yeah, it, it was a jump. Um, and now I've jumped backwards and I can tell it's, it's, it's very apparent. So um, I've traveled. I basically the past like two years I've been back in Ohio. Um, I've just been like traveling. And, you know, and then I go and I travel and I'm also like living the high life. And yeah. I'm just waiting until <clears throat> I live somewhere where that is like the everyday occurrence. And I don't even try and do cool stuff. Like, you know, I'd I'd rather, I'm usually chilling and like sitting in the sun meditating or <laughs> something, you know?
0: Well, I mean, like you strike me as the kind of person that like uh, cool ass adventures are going to find you because you've just got like, for one thing, I mean, you got the bravery to get, get the fuck out there and, like, go for your actual life and right. not be held back, even if you were coming from, like, uh, you know, and I don't, once again, I don't want to disparage, uh, like, the state of Ohio or whatever. Like, and I don't <laughs> know specifically where you're from, but, you know, like some, you know, backwoods swamp place where, like, people just, you know, beat everyone down and say, hey, watch the fucking Fox News and, you know, and be the same. And, you know, I don't even know what they're into, man, like, fishing. but you know what I mean like
1: yeah but you you took the dive
0: you like you got like you're like you you decided like you know this is who I am I'm gonna do what I fucking want to do and that's what you know that's how you earn adventures you know you don't earn adventures by just sitting the fuck around being like oh I'm stuck you know and
1: I know that's super like
0: that's like that's totally the thing is like uh listening to your story and like you know from just from talking to you before we did this podcast just knowing you're the kind of person that's like I'm going to live my life. So I imagine like you're like going to continue to do that. And like, whether or not you're currently like, wherever your home base might be right now.
1: Totally. Totally. Like I sold my car like at the beginning of COVID one, because like I needed money. Cause I was like, you know, like hopping to and from like, I was kind of like on the run in a sense, not yeah. from the law, just from like life itself. And you know, I sold my car, you know, just for the fact, like, one, it's motivation to move somewhere where I don't need a car. Um, Two, you know, like, um, I'm a minimalist, right? Like, give me an empty apartment and a bedroll. Like, you know, I will live in that city and I will, like, accomplish things. Um, But also, like, why would I want a car payment every month? Like, why would I want to fall into like the trap of society and like have to pay bills and <laughs> have to like work hard to sustain my bills and you know, just me, to go drive to my job.
0: You're making me so nostalgic for the, uh, for, <laughs> for my minimalist days. Uh, you know, like I'm, obviously I'm, I'm older and well, you know, whatever shit happens. But I did, uh, yeah, I, I did get a lot of those years of like, well, I was like, well, my cars where my shits in and wherever my car goes is where I live. And hey. great days, man. And i like you moving into apartments where I'm like exactly what you I, I used to do. But like, one of the things I like to do is, uh, buy like the, uh, the, the cushion for a futon, but like not the frame and just, get Oh and yeah. Just throw that on the fucking floor and be like, that's my furniture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I've done that. Yeah. I mean, I have a bed now. Um, but I was rocking in like a queen size air mattress for a really long time until it popped one night while I was sleeping. But like, yeah. Um, chill life is the best life you know you know those air mattresses are comfy if you put the right kind of uh bedding on them so comfy <laughs> i got like one of those like eggshell cheap pad things and like oh my god like if it i don't know i just wish i had a water bed but you know it was good it was good hold up
0: it's time for another my views or my own astrological reading this week's sign is libra hello libra You have an exciting week ahead. Your celestial calendar has aligned, and later this week, you will be a private detective contracted by Louis Cipher to track down the iconic singer Johnny Favorite. However, Libra, everybody that you question about Favorite seems to meet a tragic demise. And, wanting to avoid conflict, you may not be sure what to do next. Don't worry. This feeling is natural and part of what makes you so special. Eventually, the trail leads you to New Orleans, where you learn that Favorite has dabbled in the black arts, which is a little dramatic, even for you. As favorites, whereabouts, and true identity become clear, you will learn that being hired by Cypher was not a random choice. Once you come to this conclusion, everyone is likely to be very jealous of you. Just ignore them, Libra, and instead, make sure to reward yourself with a little online shopping and some well-deserved me time. And above all else, amidst all the excitement, don't forget to stop and smell the roses, since your horoscope this week will be directed by Alan Parker, starring Mickey Rourke, Lisa Bonet and the devil. Yikes. And now back to the interview. Uh, I guess. Uh, the next thing I was going to say, though, is. Uh, you are like, one of the only people I know that has ever bought a one way ticket to Las Vegas. Uh,
1: <laughs> and yeah, I mean, we were talking yeah. About, like,
0: minimalism, you know, flying by the seat of your pants, just like living life for the for the joy of living. But uh Totally. Can you get, do you have any Vegas stories or just like, or even like, or why would, why did you ever once decide to just go to Vegas without a return ticket?
1: I went to Vegas. Um, <laughs> I went three times without return tickets. Um, I went to <laughs> LA without a return ticket. That has to be a um, record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. My favorite book is like Fear and Loathing. So I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm doing it. We're going um you know that actually yeah.
0: i i can't i have to i have to say this i'm sorry i've been interrupting you yeah, it's, go like, for it. it's rude but i, I must You're good. i uh so i, I went to college uh, I, I was a journalism major and my okay. number one inspiration for choosing that oh my god uh, that major was hunter s thompson because I just fucking love, 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 loved his, his books. And, it, you know, I have a, so many authors that I love. Like, it's not like he's my only favorite author. It's just, he's my favorite journalist. And I was like, right. I want to be Johnson like, him. I want to live like that. And it's kind of, it's a little bit, you know, journalism school was cool. I learned a lot, you know, uh, right. I'm not get that into sounds cool. deeply, but I just wanted to shout out Hunter S. Thompson, uh, and the fact that like, that was the most crucial decision. And when I chose my major in college was Hunter S. Thompson.
1: <laughs> I love that. I really love that. I've tried writing um, stories, like, kind of, like, in his style, you know?
0: Yeah. Where, and, you know, it's, uh, where it's journalism, where you put yourself in the story.
1: Yeah. Sprinkle some drugs in there, too.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I feel know. like
1: that's necessary.
0: And what's going to do, I have to bring up, because, you know, this, this podcast is a huge supporter of... Uh, psychedelics both medicinal and recreational and i love his quote mm-hmm. that uh, he's like las vegas is a bad city for psychedelics <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know
1: maybe you yeah. had a different
0: experience and actually i, I really want to hear it And I'll, i will stop interjecting
1: <laughs> no you're good um you know what i don't i don't think i did any psychedelics in las vegas no
0: i have probably not. for the best
1: um i mean yeah vegas is a city um i mean i want kind of i mean maybe i'll move there i kind of want to um but i think if you were dying on the street people would just step right over you because oh, yeah. that's how cruel of a place it is
0: yeah i mean that, but, that's like that's the yeah. that's at least vegas is what it appears to be <laughs> you know
1: it's a trap it's a it's, trap for it sure was,
0: it was invented by the mob <clears throat> they went down there they found a place where they could create legal gambling and it shit hasn't changed much <laughs> so, and i guess i guess it gets romanticized by like uh oceans 11 and you're like oh it must be really cool because brad pitt's having fun there <laughs> but like <laughs> i mean how right. that, that, that's no one's real story well but actually no. real stories all right you're very, uh, the very first time you chose to take a one-way ticket to Las Vegas, what were you thinking, and then what happened?
1: So I scheduled. I was in Ohio, right? I was living out of home. My first, like, uh, yeah, essentially my first like roommate experience, and I wasn't happy. It wasn't going good. Um, I'd rather I'm. I'm not going to talk about that because it's like, it's just negative, you know. Um, But so I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going. So I bought a one-way ticket after I scheduled the shoot. So I was like, okay, I got about two weeks um, until the shoot happens or a week and a half, you know, something like that. And I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. You know, I'll just get a hotel, you know, whatever. my trip will pay for itself. And I got in around nine o'clock at night. And I just had like a suitcase and I was like, okay, cool. Like take me to, uh, I don't know, wherever. And apparently there was like a convention in town. So there was no rooms anywhere. Like oh shit! cut to three <clears throat> in the morning and I am getting kicked out of a hotel because I was on my phone, you know, sitting on my suitcase, like trying to find a place and, I like booked an Airbnb and, but it wouldn't be ready till the next day. And there was this like daunting moment where like the security guard was like, okay, y- you got to go. Like, Were you, know, you on the, or whatever. Like on the
0: strip, like in that, like that area where all the, the major shit yeah. is. Oh
1: fuck. Yeah. But this is like, oh my, this was like five hours like going to and from, like I went, oh my God, everywhere. And, you know, given that I was looking cute and stuff, like, I think that really helped out because he, like, was like, All right, we can go outside and you can sit by me. Um, you don't got to go out, but, like, find a place. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, if if it was someone else, like, a dude or something, like, that wouldn't have happened. But, yeah, I ended up um, someone hit me up off Twitter that, like, is, you know, pretty popular in the industry and, I like ended up hanging out with them and it was cool. And yeah, we like did a little bender and it was uh it was cool. It was cool. So I ate like a lot of like Popeye's chicken and you know <laughs> uh I smoked a lot. That was the first time I could like walk into a dispensary and get whatever I wanted. Yeah, so I thought you were gonna say that the was, first time I ate Popeyes. <laughs> um, you know what? It might have been because I don't know like there's none around me um their popcorn shrimp uh yeah popcorn shrimp is like so bomb i've only (laughs) i've only um, had Popeyes once i I honestly it's like
0: it's it's one of those weird like fast restaurants (laughs) that's so popular it's all over twitter and social media and everybody's like blah 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 it's like i'm like man but i never like you don't really see them i mean i guess maybe like there's certain totally where they're fucking everywhere but like where i live there's one and it's
1: kind of out of the way and i'm like i'm not driving there for whatever Right. I know where two are like around here. And like, yeah, they're just completely out of the way.
0: So, quick question. So, like, once yeah. again, like, I know you can't be like uh, sharing people's names and shit on this podcast because, like, you know, uh, whatever, like, people haven't agreed. And so, right. <clears throat> I guess my question is uh, like, you know, someone like uh, hit you up on Twitter and like hooked you up and like, you know, helped you like get off this, uh, out of this casino and away from this fucking security guard. Is there like a like a pretty cool? I mean like in the in the industry, is there like a like a sense of like people helping people? Is that is that like part of it or is that is it
1: rare or is yeah common? So honestly, like okay, a lot of like the trans girls in the industry, like majority of them live in Vegas or LA, you know? Yeah. And honestly they're like the only people that I have ever been around where I feel completely normal. Like it is like finding yourself essentially. Like it's kind of, you know, compared to a cis person, like, yeah. um, Yeah. It just, you do, you have no idea what, um, you know, someone in, like my or other's position like actually have to do and like go through and like think about on, uh, you know, a momentary basis, like every day, you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I, I, I am fully aware. And
0: uh, especially when I talk to people like, you know, in, and in our society where like where people get marginalized and, uh, mistreated and abused and like just so much awful fucking shit you know and
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i have my opinions and i think i'm a good guy but you know like a lot of like what i have to like recognize about myself is that i am a uh first of all i'm fucking white and i'm a cis male (laughs) and like all this you know what i'm saying like it's like the whole deck of cards is just for me and it makes me feel like shit but at the same it makes me feel like shit in the sense that like i feel like you know it's not fair uh but also like it it, you know do, do you know what i'm trying to say like uh
1: No, I feel you. It's like, like,
0: I I don't want people to think of me in that way and be like, oh man, just because like you got all like because I got, I just somehow was born with every single fucking uh, one of the things in this society where they're going to give me like these extra chances (laughs) doesn't mean that I think it's right, you know, just because, you know, but I do accept my privilege. So does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think some people, you know, they couldn't even accept it. Like, You know, once I started realizing how, you know, completely effed up everything it is, everything is, I mean, the education system is white, you know, like, I mean, white people are the worst. I think like anyone who has an open mind can agree with that and look at me, I'm white, but, you know, I don't go around spouting like, oh, hey, I'm white, like I'm better than you. Like, that's complete bullshit. Like, I'm proud of like what heritage I like know I have. And it's more a sense of like, okay, let me distance myself from the whiteness, you know, because it's kind of toxic. I also, I, I do want to, people don't talk about this that much, but you know,
0: we, more and more people are getting a little more fucking awake and a little bit more able to like realize like, for instance, like, you know, it's, it's so popular now to just say like, uh, well, gender is a construct. But, you know, of course it is. But <laughs> uh, so was whiteness. Whiteness is a fucking construct. In, there's actually totally. you, you can go back into history. You know, whiteness was like a thing where like they slowly, piece by piece, would include different types of white people into like whatever this this monolith of whiteness is now. And right. I mean, there's there was there even I mean, like if you really look at it, like I mean, the cruelty of humans and, and shit. Like uh, you can go back far enough to a time when uh like Great Britain treated uh Irish people as not fully white like is that you know how fucked up that is like you know like completely yeah Yeah. So it's like it's so when you look at it that way like you realize like this is a construct like all of it is a construct it's a societal construct and it's all it's all designed to uh keep keep money in the hands of the people that have the money you know and and like and like when we're talking about like uh you know what that that asshole that chased your friends with the woods now nah, dude i imagine is not a rich man i imagine he's a poor dumb fuck who's been manipulated into thinking that his whiteness is a uh, something to be proud of you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean and it, it's an, it's a construct man you are and i guess I'll, not not just not just his whiteness but his uh his heterosexuality like all these fucking words oh my words are yeah. making up you know so i'm sorry totally. I, went on,
1: I went on a tangent i i I do. That. No, you're good. Like, <laughs> I mean, all race is, is, you know, your body evolving to where you're, you know, uh, dang, I'm, I'm losing the word, but whatever, you know, environment you grow up in, like, so we're all human beings, right? You know, there's, uh, I don't know. There's albino animals, right? They're still the same animal. They just look different. Like, are you going to consider them something different? You know, like maybe you'll put a higher price tag on them. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know. Things are people, humans love chaos. That's, that's all it comes down to. Like, that's all it is. I, I think it's a fact at this point.
0: And I mean, I guess we could philosophize for a while and I could even say like even more like, but I want to get back into like the fact that like, so when you flew to Las Vegas, you were there to do a shoot. Oh yeah. And you were there to get get money and money's a construct and money's just an idea that we agree is real, but whatever. I'm not going, I'm (laughs) not, I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, sophomore philosopher, man. I I do want to though. (laughs) So after after like a a person like that was like a, well, like well-established in the industry, like hooked you up, helped you out. Like, how did things go after that? Was it like, was it a cool first trip? I mean, cause you said you, did, you went three times. Like, so it must not have sucked too bad the first time.
1: Yeah, it was great. You know, like, um, I guess, okay. So I don't know. Like, for example, on my first trip out there, right. I had a shoot and once I heard who the shoot was with, I was just like, holy shit, you know, I had, like, an epiphany because it was, like, my favorite porn star.
0: Oh, and, is there no
1: way you can tell us who that is? Oh, yeah, it was Alexa Scout. She's great. She's okay. uh, <laughs> she's amazing. Like, you know, like, beforehand, you know, I was watching her videos. Like, if she hears this, hey, Alexa. Um,
0: I only had yeah, to ask because like, I ride I write a, a lightning round every time, and I was going to ask you that question, then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to ask it but then you brought it up. I "I have to know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've talked about it before. Like I'm, I'm open about it because um, I think it really changed me as a person. Right. So um, growing up, uh, let's say uh, high school, no one in my high school wanted to have sex with me. Right. Never happened once because I was short and then they're like, Oh, you probably have like a tiny dick, you know, like whatever. Like, like stupid stuff, high school stuff. But then like, once I graduated, like I, I was a good looking dude. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. And I really got a lot of pussy. Um, so it was like a really good confidence booster. And so then I was always, you know, always about sex, right? Like that's, that's what you do. Like I'm good at it. That's what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then after I hooked up with like, Alexa um you know someone I watch all the time I was like okay so the person you fantasize about being with you just accomplished that where do you go from there because you know you can go anywhere from there based on from a sexual standpoint and it kind of changed me because now I realize like okay sex is a primitive um a primitive urge that everyone has and everyone like thinks it's the most important thing ever. Like, it's really not like, do I enjoy it? Not as much as I did before, you know, like it's different now. Um, I guess some, like sometimes I crave it, but um, most of the time now I'm just like, okay, I had my ultimate sexual goal. Like what's next? Let's, let's, let's see what else I can, Oh, wow,
0: what man, experience I can have. I've never even thought about there being like an ultimate like p- pinnacle to it. But I, I totally, I, I hear what you're saying. And I hear like the story and I'm like, okay, I can see that. Like, it, like it's like, cause in a lot of ways how we live in, in like, here in the West and stuff like and sex is almost sport to a certain extent. Right. <laughs> and it's like, well, I like, if you were like, uh, if you were a, a hunter and like, let's say, let's go back to before hunting was like, is, you know, i I'm very, very anti trophy hunting. It's, it's one of the things I absolutely despise, totally. but like, let's, let's imagine we live in a different time period, you know, like where there's okay. where animals abound, like, you know, and the, whatever. Like <laughs> you, and there was a, uh, a man-eating lion and you were the, the person that went and like hunted that lion and got it. And there's nothing else that's ever going to be that lion again. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, All right. yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good comparison. I mean, do you have a celebrity crush?
0: Uh, I mean, I got a bunch of them.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Imagine you hooked up with your real-life celebrity crush. They're a celebrity. Yeah. And then you get on Tinder or something. Like, no one's going to be as exciting as that one, you know?
0: Oh, wait. <clears throat> Robin, I respect you, but I hate that philosophy.
1: <laughs> ooh. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's uh, opinionated. I
0: think, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's definitely opinionated, and it also I think that, like, <clears throat> like if you could pick, like, any of my you know, my celebrity crushes, change, like, you know, throughout the years, and you know, <laughs> whatnot, and so forth, and as, as you know, as far as also adult entertainers, all that stuff, like, you know, it's always different. I right? okay. it's like
1: okay,
0: and it might be just being like. I feel like I'm always in a constant state of chaos and change, so maybe that's okay. maybe my. But I, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to create. Uh, I'm not trying to refute what you're saying. No, just, you're good. Refute just, it if you'd like. <laughs> I just feel like there is always opportunity for everything to always be cool for as long as you're around. Even sex, you know, like. But you're not the first person I've ever spoken to that it's like been like, well, you know, sex is cool, but have you ever? whatever (laughs) you
1: know like no that's true but i mean i get what you're saying because there are girls like that are obviously super hot right i would love to shoot with but what what i guess i'm saying is like i accomplished you know uh a high schooler's dream essentially so Yeah. yeah i can make another dream and i could go for it and i can shoot with that person but like you know why why set another dream of the same standard i guess is what i'm trying to say
0: and i guess what i'm trying to say is that like <clears throat> i've been a, a very fortunate person too like you know i've never had to, never had to live the incel life and i feel like i've had my conquests or whatever but it hasn't diminished like my appreciation for like sex for like however long i'm gonna live you know or, or for however long i'm able to have sex i mean <laughs> I'm sure it's, right. at some point that's going to not, it's just going to not be possible. Or I'll just, I, I assume I'll just someday be like, I'm done. <laughs> or I've heard enough of this.
1: <laughs> right. Well, but, think of the people who are completely sex driven and then yeah. they get to like they're 60 years old and their dick doesn't work anymore. Like, imagine the frustration they probably go through. But like, I don't think anyone has ever talked about that. But like you could imagine, it probably happens to quite a few people. And I would think
0: back, not to bring it back to politics again. But I, I just want to say one last thing, and I won't fucking do it again. I promise.
1: But You're good. <laughs> this is,
0: and this is so true, and this is, uh, this is about fascism, and it's about how it works, and it's about how, like you know, how like the Nazis. Uh, you know, the Nazis and uh, in like in Italy, like uh, Benito Mussolini and the fascists in Italy and all the time, how they tried to make the soldiers so sexy. Uh, you know, they like, made, oh, like sexy uniforms yes. and they try to like sexualize more
1: fashion. Yeah, It, was it very, has a name. It, I forget what it is. Uh,
0: I think uh, it wasn't Gucci. It was, an, uh, I think it was Versace. No, no. Uh, all right, not, I, I don't want to slander any of these uh, people at the time. It was, oh, uh, God damn it, tip of my tongue. Super, super famous. Oh, Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss did the Nazi uniform. Yes,
1: and, yes. And, and,
0: you know, because Hitler and all them are like, they're like, make it sexy because they want all these angry young men to channel their sexuality into the this this anger of war. You know, and like, they're like, war is your uh, sexual conquest, you know? And there's never, ever enough war. <sighs> you You can never, ever conquer the fucking world. And that's what it's a lot, and they're, they're doing that in America now too. Like you know, that's that's one of the things that I, I think people need to like watch out for and like look at, because the the uh-huh. in, the incel thing is like at first it was like people were like this is a joke and they're making fun of these, you know, kids that don't get to fuck and you know whatever, but it's it's dangerous and it because they're being funneled into the Proud Boys and these other types of fascist organizations where their sexual frustration can
1: be transformed into violence. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Totally. I think, um, yeah. Okay. So Ohio, for example, like, think about it. I'm trans. I'm here. Um, there's, you know, there's going to be people that are going to like flirt or whatever. And when they find out you're trans, they are not going to be happy. Why is that? They're attracted to you. Well, so then all of a sudden they're so offended and they're so, they're so, um, uh, deceived they're, you know, like, and that's how they feel when really, you know, their body was telling them something. They went against it because they're socially ashamed. And then they're, um, they're, uh, what would it be called? I guess, I whatever. Indoctrinated?
0: I could be wrong on the the word you meant.
1: Oh, of course. I, I was gonna say, like they're whatever they're gonna do is gonna come from a place of anger. So yeah, they feel bad for whatever reason, they're ashamed, and then they're gonna use anger to channel whatever their feelings are. And it's so primitive, it's so pointless. Like it's like move on with your life. Like you're so butthurt about it. Like Yo, move on. Like, if you don't like me, that's fine after the fact. But, like, you're taking it to, like, level 11, you know? Yeah,
0: I think maybe Some that's people, what I was yeah. trying to get at. It's, like,
1: <clears throat>
0: like, the shame of sex. And it and it, like, it comes out in so many different ways. You know, that's, like, a, a lot of, like... And I don't want to, like, go way off topic here. But, like, people that are, like, heavily repressed uh, with their sexuality... And like just like you said, you're exactly right. The the default goes to anger, and then from there it can go to violence, and that's why it's fucked up. And that's why it's like, hey, you know, learn a little bit about yourself and accept accept your fucking self, you know, like right, right. Hold up. It's time for a quick ad from one of our sponsors. Today's episode was brought to you in part by spaghetti. Spaghetti. You can have spaghetti with meatballs. You can have spaghetti with cheese. Spaghetti can be in a bowl or in a plate. Or it can be O's. Go to your local sauce aisle and enter promo code my own for 50% off of your first spaghetti. Thanks, Spaghetti. And now back to the interview. But I guess we got a little off topic when you were saying that like uh, sex ain't <laughs> as fun as it used to be.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i can easily get off topic really fast sorry
0: <laughs> well actually i have a i have a question in the lightning round that i i'm really okay. excited to ask now because it i think maybe like is there a possible like this will be like a foreshadowing and we'll get to it later but if there was a possibility that someone from the past could be resurrected could there be a potentially uh another person <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah, I i'm, I'm gonna answer for that That's i'm gonna cool. get after
0: it because actually it's i and i'm just guessing because <laughs> like like i said i don't know you super well so i don't know all of that but before we go all the way up to there and like i said several times um uh, this podcast is a huge like i'm all about um supporting uh psychedelics as both medicinal and recreational uh, okay. i even had a guest that uh he dedicated half his episode just to his ayahuasca experiences, which was, you know, oh, he, was, he, was wow. on here, he was on here okay. to promote his book. He had experienced, you know, he, he uh, regularly goes to South America where he does an ayahuasca ritual. And it's a very, very intense sounding uh trip. Yeah. And I can imagine. I was wondering, like, can you may, may perhaps like just share, like, just, cause I know that you're a big supporter as well. Uh Can you share, shit i'm trying to like i'm trying to think of the way to to say this these all all the all the questions i wrote i just threw out the window and we've just been doing this for a while and this is what i okay but i definitely wanted to touch on this this because it's important because you did say that psychedelics were uh, a big part of like helping you like get through tough times you know because like they can help you uh change your perspective on shit you know for sure like that's i mean that's literally what they do
1: and yeah, I, do have I am in no way the same person ever since. Can you share um,
0: uh, like maybe one psychedelic experience uh, that was very powerful and formative and like that you could share for people to hear and like understand like, you know, this is a possibility, like a way to like uh, change your totally. uh, views if you're having a hard time.
1: Yeah, so my, this isn't even my craziest one. You know, I had one that was just like, Uh, I wrote about it. I wrote about it. It's kind of personal. Um, But my first one ever, right? I was in Miami. And this is the start of like the rest of my life. And I was talking to this dude and he was like really rich and young. And he had like a famous painting in his house. And he was like in a band. And, you know, I went over there and we were going to smoke weed. Like he would always just give me free joints and whatever. And, um, he was like, Oh, do you want to do DMT? And I was your like, your very first, ooh, your very first tripping experience was DMT. I started out as good as you possibly could. get out of town. Well, oh my God. that's like
0: uh, For, okay. For, yeah. all, for all my listeners, you know, not everyone trips. So, um, uh, I'm going to go, I, I want to just do a real quick thing. Like everyone knows about mushrooms, go for it. but also mushrooms can be like life shatteringly powerful. Like, hallucinations are very powerful things lsd can be insane uh dmt like you know it, it can be like i think chill but it's described it is the one described the most as like like uh leaving this entire not just not just this planet but like this plane of existence and thought like it's you're transferring dimensions with this particular drug so i just i just want people to know that because not everyone knows what dmt is or like or how it you know i'm sorry it just
1: no had, had yeah, to be said. definitely <laughs> it was cool it was cool um i was nervous so i was like you know i never i'd done it you know i knew it wasn't like mushrooms or anything and so he was like, well, we can, like, do a ritual, you know, and see, like, if you're going to be protected, like, we'll ask the spirits or whatever. And, like, you know, that sounds crazy. So I was like, sure. We went into this room in his house and there's, like, this life-size Buddha statue. There's, like, a Native American corner with statues. There's, like, pictures of dead people with, like, dolls on tables. And, like, and this was, like, a sanctuary room. Like, it was, it was something. I don't know, Stay on so cool. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> it was cool. We like lit up a cigar, blew smoke, we spit vodka into the air. We uh, took these shells from like the tree of Buddha or something, and like we rolled them like three times in a row. And if they all landed on like face up, then that would be a yes. If they all landed face no, whatever, boom three face up guesses like three times in a row which like the chances of that okay that's 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 really uh that's interesting especially because the shells were like split in half so like the face up would be like the inside of the shell and then the bottom pieces were the curved pieces so like I was definitely in my in that moment like oh yeah okay the universe is telling me something um it was cool so then like we went out to the couch and We did it out of a bong and they like walked me through it, you know, like, okay, you're going to inhale. It is going to hurt your lungs like absolutely crazy. Um, You're going to hold it as long as you can and you're going to blow out and you're going to do it three times in a row. And if you mess up at all, um, you're going to have to do it again. So boom, did it once, uh, whatever, boom, did it twice. And then I coughed and let it out too soon. So then he's like, okay, you got to go again. You got to go again. Like it was very like rushed, shamanic, you know, whatever. And I did it again. And so that's like the third time, two and a half, I guess. And at that point, that's when I first noticed something. And that was that I had so much spit in my throat. And when I swallowed, my throat was about two feet outside of my body to the left. <laughs> now you can't possibly imagine that until you swallow and you feel it not coming from your body. So then I did the third hit. And then I like laid back. And yeah, basically, if you don't know what the purest form of love and understanding, and I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Um, you basically become one with the universe. Like you realize, like, oh my god, like I'm supposed to be alive. I'm here. There's a point to this. And at this time, I was um, I was like raised Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So me being trans, I had it in my head, like <clears throat> oh. Well, first off, pause. If you are struggling with anything like deep down subconsciously, like this is going to bring it out. Totally. Oh, yeah. Um, So I was like immediately thinking like, oh, my God, like, you know, I'm trans. I'm going to hell. Like, I'm going to burn in a pit of fire and get raped by demons forever because that's what Christianity is. And Jesus is the only God. And as soon as I did this, like that was the day like, Oh, yeah. And that's like what most people, you know, believe. Um, well, around the world, you know, Christianity is big. And after this experience, I was not a Christian anymore. And I was just like, there's no way, like, whatever. Um, so basically, everything I saw became uh, Van Gogh paint, you know, like short brush strokes layered over top of the reality that I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, this guy was an artist, so we had these giant canvases, you know, like a f- like five feet long. And there's like this naked lady on one. And this bitch just crawled right out of the painting and started dancing. And we were listening to uh, Explosions in the Sky. And if you've never listened to that band, there's a song called Your Hand in Mine. And it is the only song I listen to when I trip almost every single time, except for one. Like, you know, like I've listened to that song because
0: is that because uh, it changes? DMT trips are uh, like they're very short compared to other psychedelics. Is that does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, saying, so like,
1: like, you were saying like
0: listen to that song because DMT doesn't. It's like for instance, like uh, mushrooms are like six to eight hours. LSD is usually seven to eight something like that. Does that make sense?
1: Or am I am I no, off base here? No, you're right. This is. Um... Well, I mean,
0: I, I know, I know, I know about mushrooms and LSD. <laughs> I just don't know about DMT. But I, other than what I've been told, so I was yeah. curious when you're saying like when you you can actually like make a a, a little playlist of a very short song is because the DMT trip isn't doesn't it something that it feels like a long time, but it's a very short amount of time here on Earth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Time, time doesn't exist, and you kind of become aware of that. So you start the song, you do it. You're basically, from my experience, you're done at the very end of the song. And like, it's, it kind of takes you out of it. Like the song was kind of like the trip song that was given to me. And it just stuck because it's so perfect. So like five, six minutes. And then with the snap of your finger after a short afterglow, you are almost, you're way better than you were before. You're awake. You can drive a car. You can... Uh, go to a meeting. You could go to an interview. You could do anything.
0: I do have to ask. Uh, how many times have you tried uh, DMT?
1: I'd say probably seven to nine times, just under ten. I would say.
0: Are you familiar with like uh, Terrence McKenna and uh, a lot of the
1: oh the yeah, psychonauts and,
0: totally? Okay, so like, so you know about uh, the things like, for instance, like the the machine elves and uh, those types of. Uh, archetypes.
1: Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I have fully uh, met a god when I've gone on these trips. I've seen the Grateful Dead Bears. And I'm not Like, I know they're popular songs. I'm not the biggest, like, deadhead, obviously. But, um, yeah, they're a thing. Like, if you see those things, like, you should know, like, someone saw them in another dimension and they made them for you. And they made them for that band.
0: You know, that's... I'm just... I find it fascinating uh, because that's a, it's a, such an interesting thing about DMT and it's, and it's, uh, it's unique away from, uh, from other uh, hallucinogens is that the reports of people when they come back from their trip is that they have like the things people have seen on all across the world and without like getting together to talk about it, they've seen a lot of the same things and a lot of the same like, like uh, uh, things they, they describe as entities that uh, pass information to them. And it's so
1: fascinating to me. Right. Yeah. I, I think if you look at any religious art, any religious, um, oh my God, even the stories, you know, like, um, it is clear that all of this is coming from either the highest form of meditation or the substances that have been hidden in the reality in which we live in. Um, I like to think of it as like a cheat code like an Easter egg, like, yeah, some omnipotent being like left this here. And, um, if you find it, you just, you know, you got a prize. Congratulations. We are all stardust. (laughs) (laughs) I must say
0: we are getting dangerously close to the lightning round, but we're not there yet because I have to ask you one last thing before we get there. And that is the fact that you are an artist, uh, you do white wrapping, uh, painting, and you're a writer. Am I
1: correct? Are those are those
0: your mediums.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, like, I wouldn't consider myself a writer. I'm like trying. I'm exploring it. You know.
0: Well, I think you should explore it further because you got some fascinating stories to tell, and just Thanks. just take the like, you know, like take the time and just write it down and. I think uh I think a lot of people like want and need to hear what you have to say. I wish I wish I had more time to uh <laughs> to like get into your stories cuz like they're all fucking awesome and I've been loving this. But thanks. Yeah. Oh also fun. before we move to the lighting around. Uh what do you paint?
1: <laughs> um I'm really like exploring like trying to find like you know my like whatever my niche, whatever. I don't know what word it would be. Um, yeah, I've been doing like some anime characters. Um, they turned out pretty good. Um, I have like some giant canvases about to get some print offs and I'm about to do some newer drawings, but I monumental things that I need to like work on and paint. Um, I have like some paintings that I kind of found as like okay, yeah, maybe this is my style where it's like colored hands over an optical illusion holding like a religious symbol, something like cool. that.
0: All right, you heard it here first. Check it out. Robin Banks is going to be dropping uh, <laughs> some paintings. some right. writing. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know if that's going to be your nom de plume for your uh, your writing and your painting, but, you know, we'll get yeah, to we'll it. Yeah, we'll
1: see. I mainly do jewelry.
0: Oh, and wire wrapping. I'm so sorry. I, I messed it up.
1: No, you're good.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what time it is? It's lightning round time. Do you know the rules of this game?
1: Yeah, I don't.
0: Okay, the lightning round is, I'm going to ask you a series of questions as quickly as I possibly can, and you have to answer them as fast as you can. They don't have time to think. Don't think about it. Just gut reaction. Whatever the first thing you think, I, that's the right answer because this is the lightning round.
1: Makes I sense. like this. Okay. Right.
0: And I totally accept, and uh, the, actually there's... I mean, there might be a couple questions in here. Like you might just be like, I don't fucking know. And I don't care. And I'd be like, that's fine. If your answer is, I don't know, I don't care. It still counts as a correct answer. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs>
0: but there I is I the, po- there, I, I always warn everyone, there is the potential for a wrong answer. It's very rare, but you know what, Robin? <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to win. So are you ready roll? I'm ready. All right. I know you are a huge fan of the Doors. Don't ask me how I know, but I do know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Because I I saw you had a tattoo and you also had a door shirt. Uh, Yes,
1: yes. All
0: right. Who do you think was hotter? The real Jim Morrison or Val Kilmer when he played Jim Morrison in the movie? Oh, Jim Morrison. I wasn't a fan of the movie. But you thought he was hotter than Val Kilmer in his prime?
1: 100%. All right. You
0: know what? I give it to you. <laughs> you Think can have yeah. it. You can have it, you know, but I'm, I'm a Val Kilmer fan. So like my opinions might be going with Val. Uh, <laughs> Boy crush. Got it. <laughs> All right. But let's talk a little bit more about Val Kilmer. Uh, what's your favorite uh, Val Kilmer movie besides The Doors? I'm totally aware you might not have one.
1: I don't know any of his other movies. Okay.
0: Can I give you some, uh, some of the uh, acceptable answers? Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll know them.
0: Heat. With Kilmer, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, one of the greatest films of all time. Uh, Willow, I don't know if you saw Willow, as a children's film. Very, very dope.
1: Uh, <laughs> right, I haven't um, seen either.
0: You oh well then you have to see Heat. Yeah, you, have, well, to see it. It you has, have to see it.
1: Yeah, it sounds good I mean, the it actors, was, it's, uh, it's Al
0: Pacino and Robert De Niro in their prime, face to face. Just you know, just like I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that right now.
1: Cool. I will watch that.
0: (laughs) Do you think it is better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all?
1: Yes, I do. All
0: right. Follow-up question. Do you think it is better to fuck around and find out than to have never fucked around at all?
1: Oh, fuck around and find out. Definitely.
0: I fuck around and find out on a daily basis. (laughs) And I suggest it to everyone. All right.
1: That should be your life motto.
0: <laughs> What's the best band that have come out of Ohio?
1: Oh. <laughs> I mean. Or
0: just, it doesn't have to be the best. Uh, put it in your top five. Top five best band out of Ohio.
1: Okay, I mean, the Black Keys are, like, obviously, like, really good. Oh, shit. I didn't, um, didn't even know they were from there. But right now I'm blanking as to bands that have, other bands that have come out.
0: I got a few. I got a few. You want to hear some of them? yeah, mods? I'd love to hear them. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Devo, uh, John Legend, oh. uh, Kid Cudi.
1: Fender. Oh my God, Cudi! Okay,
0: I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I put you on the spot, and that was that was wrong. No,
1: I was thinking of bands. Yeah, I thought. Oh, yeah, Cuddy, I guess so when I say John
0: Legend, that's not a band, and Nine Inch Nails is like that's just Trent Reznor, and Kid Cudi is I just fucking Kid Cudi, but Devo's a band.
1: Yeah, Man on the Moon 1 and 2 are some of my favorite albums ever I'm not really a fan of his newer stuff unfortunately, but um, I haven't really fucked with it He's Uh,
0: But yeah, I like Kid Cudi a lot and I mean like, I loved Nine Inch Nails back in the day but I'm not so much a big fan anymore, but whatever (laughs) Ohio has produced some good bands All right. okay, this one is like the first question but it's a little more nuanced because these guys aren't uh, considered like classically handsome so okay. who do you think was hotter freddie like the real freddie mercury or Romy malik i mean <laughs> Rami malik when he played freddie mercury in the movie
1: oh okay uh, bohemian I rhapsody
0: think... that's the movie i'm talking about
1: yeah 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 um Raimi's really good-looking. Um, I would have to go with Freddie since he's like the OG. His music really inspired me to like be myself. Damn! So you started, like, like I want shot, to break free. Oh you my shot god! Shot down yeah. Val Kilmer and
0: Rami Malek for the original people that they were pretending <laughs> to be in movies.
1: <laughs> of course, the original is like where all the, I mean, like he's living art, you know.
0: For uh, you know what, I'm gonna I totally give it to you. Uh, Freddie Mercury is fucking amazing but also man Raymond Malik is like he's he's becoming one of my favorite actors as time goes by like I I dig him more and more
1: he's so fucking dope Have you seen Mr. Nobody? No, I haven't seen it. Wait, no, oh, the wrong movie. M- wrong you mean movie. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, that- no, it's on, it's on my list of uh shit to get into for sure. Oh my god, it's really good. Okay, uh here's <laughs> <laughs> this uh, I will not be insulted no matter what answer the this que- the, to this question it is. All right, okay. Who do you think should play me in a movie when they do my biopic?
1: Oh my god! Um, I'm, I have a. Do they sense. have to be an actor? Uh, I would I would hope it be an actor. Ooh, you remind me. Um, like slightly of another talk, like a talk show radio host. Oh, no, not Howard Stern. No, Rover. (laughs) Rover? Who's Rover? You've never heard Rover's Morning Glory? Nope. They're, well, they're based in Ohio currently, but like, yeah, their thing is roverradio.com. Like, I've listened to them since I was little. Um, You remind me of him a little bit. His name, I think think is Sean like LaFleur or something. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, check them out. It's a, it's a good show.
0: I accept your answer. However, the two most correct answers would have been uh, Tom Hardy or Charlie Hunnam. Those would have been the two I would have picked for me.
1: <laughs> I don't know them. You don't know who Tom Hardy?
0: Uh, they're Okay. Well, there's like a, some British heartthrobs that I feel like I would like for them to be me in the movie, but that's okay. Wait.
1: Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. As in like uh, okay, Bane. he was, he was
0: Bane and Batman. He was in oh,
1: Mad Max. Yeah. He was Mad
0: Max. Yeah. Mad Max. Is like, That's a good one. One of my favorite things he did.
1: Okay, yeah. Um yeah, no, I saw that I, five I, times I, in I, theaters.
0: Honestly, he's I cool. don't, I don't need you to think that I look anything like Tom Hardy. I just want him to play me in the <laughs> <He's> dope.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. he's cool. Um I will change it to Tom Hardy.
0: <laughs> um all right. So hold on. Sometimes I, I do my uh, I write my uh, I write my questions like uh, text to talk, and it comes out with like ridiculous. the the words I meant to say. But uh, here's one. Okay, uh, that's cool. We're we're killing this lightning round. We're kicking ass.
1: Yeah,
0: and we're almost done. All right. (laughs) So there have probably been thousands of adult films that were parodies of movies and TV shows, but. I don't think there has been a porn parody of a podcast yet. What podcast do you think deserves the honor of being the first porn podcast? Parody.
1: Okay. Um, I feel like you're hoping it's yours. (laughs) (laughs) Am I that transparent? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we'll go with yours, but we'll add a second one. We'll add a second one. And I mean... Honestly, I write spoofs that I hope to write one day in, uh, like my notes. Like, imagine a golden notepad. Like, it's full of very good th- ideas. Um, but yeah, I I like psychedelics. I'd have to go like Joe Rogan. Also, that would be a good skit.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. No, that could be really funny. <laughs> He's like, "What? Have you tried jujitsu? Have you tried DMT? <laughs> Do
1: you want to fuck?" Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, like dmt clips on youtube like playlist totally
0: if you were the director of the my views are my own podcast porn parody and I'm, I'm not saying that was the first choice but just let's just okay. say that that's what the studio picks up and that's what i want to make uh who would you select for the cast
1: Ooh, as an in, um interviewer and interviewee
0: no just like uh just straight up like uh just you could like literally like your budget is unlimited and you can you can cast between five to ten people. Do you have, do you have opinions? You don't have, you don't have to ask this question.
1: Five to ten. That sounds like an orgy. Well, no, it's um, like a,
0: it's like different vignettes. <laughs> it's like a it's like an hour long, and like each like each it's like a story it has a
1: story. It's like a parody. Okay, okay. Well, we're gonna do you as Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is playing you. Hell yeah. And we're gonna get Tom Hardy in the porn. Of course, and he he uh, he swings whatever way he wishes, which I really like about him. Um, so we are gonna. Have do... you seen Rock and Rolla? No, what's that?
0: Oh my god! You, I, if you like Tom Hardy, that's a Tom Hardy thing. Well, he's it's Guy Ritchie is the director, and anyway, it's just so good. It's so so good. I I highly highly suggest you watch Rock and Rolla. It just spelled R O C K. Letter N R O L L A. It's old. It's much okay. it's pretty old. It's back when uh uh a lot of these guys were a lot younger, and Tom Hardy was pretty young in it, but I think you would love it. I think you should check it out.
1: Cool, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, let's do all the people everyone would want to see. Um, let's do Leonardo DiCaprio, yes, Brad Pitt, yes, Miley Cyrus, yes, um, Danny DeVito. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah who else um i mean i have like a crush on lana del rey so we're gonna throw her in there yeah, like of course she's gonna she be like yeah, she's in it oh of course cool cool um and then let's see let me do one more i'll pick one more okay let's do i like zendaya we're gonna throw her in there too all right zendaya
0: all right you heard it here first, uh, celebrities. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, hit me up for uh, your your yeah. uh, spreadsheets.
0: We'll send you the script, and uh, we'll get it done. <laughs> All right, here's the question I've been asking a lot uh, for the last question, and I'm I might be retiring it, but I want to know: okay. What do you think is the best midsize car on the market?
1: Midsize?
0: What would you define as midsize? You know, I don't really even know what this question means. I just have asked it a bunch of times and people seem to have opinions.
1: Well, I will (laughs) tell you the only car that I will ever drive and that I will never buy another car unless it is a Mazda Miata, like a 1990s.
0: All right. You heard it here first. It is now Mazda Miata. That's all right. That's now (laughs) officially the car of a... my visa round podcast. I'm going to hit up Mazda today and be like, yo, we started you out. Give us some fucking money fools.
1: Yes. Everyone should drive them. and be like a nice tiny little world.
0: Robin, it has been a uh, absolute pleasure having you on the show. I got to ask you, uh, where can people find you, man? Check you out. Like, uh, just, you know, like how can you be?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have a Twitter. It's, it's lewd. So if you're not <laughs> into that, um, you know, don't follow me. Okay. What'd you say?
0: Oh, I was just uh, parroting everything you say. <laughs> as it, as it well, be warned, it's a lewd.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it's ts robin banks at Twitter. Um, it got hacked, so I'm rebuilding like my brand. Um, I have an Instagram that isn't really big or anything, it's uh at Sublime Robin and you know, pay attention in the next like few years because I'm going to produce some stuff and it's going to be like called classic phenomenal.
0: All right. I want to say to everyone, you heard it here first. Robin banks is going to be fucking huge. Uh, So watch (laughs) out. She's about to like break on the scene and produce all kinds of great things. And Robin, so awesome to have you here. Please don't forget me when you're giant and huge and famous, man, like famous. I know you're you're very famous, you know, like, Famous-er when you're like telling Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio to get in my stupid-ass movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell them you said hi. All
0: right.
1: uh, Well, thanks for having me. It was fun.
0: Thank you, Robin. You have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to My Views Are My Own. If you enjoyed the episode, please hit subscribe. We are releasing bonus episodes every week. And if you don't hit subscribe... You might just miss out on them, and that would be a tragedy. If you'd like to contact me, you can hit me up at myviewsaremyown.com. You can find me on Instagram at myviewsaremyownpodcast or on Twitter at myviewspodcast. Thanks so much.